The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence. Yes, I am Kat Matson, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. It's fabulous to have you here, and I hope, I really, really do hope that you're having an awesome day. How are you? How are you today? Now, today's episode, yeah, it's got the word trauma in the subject line or in the title, and it's not going to be a heavy episode, but I have had a number of people say to me recently that one of the reasons why they have such a fear, such a debilitating fear in some cases of speaking is because of past speaking trauma. Whether it's a scenario where they've completely and utterly stuffed up a presentation or whether it's something a little bit more insidious, it got me thinking that, yeah, this is actually a really interesting part, isn't it, of um, why we struggle so much with our speaking, why we why we fear it in a disproportionate amount because that's what I would argue is true. We do fear speaking in a disproportionate amount to what the consequences, if you like, of actually stuffing up really are. And I heard a spectacular frame yesterday on another podcast that I was listening to that just had all of the pieces fall into place. This frame was bruises, brain behaviors that is we get our bruises that sends a message to the brain that then informs our subsequent behaviors so using that frame I want to share some thoughts around how can you move past some of those speaking bruises that you've copped in the past whether they are a couple of weeks ago or whether they are years ago If you've copped some speaking bruises, chances are they've informed your brain and therefore informed your behaviours when it comes to speaking. I'll give you an example to help um, understand what it is that I'm talking about. A colleague of mine just this week was presenting in a very austere and formal environment, council chambers. Now, council chambers are interesting environments to present in. Um, you've got a room full of elected officials who ask you to come up in a very formulaic and rigid environment in a very formal and almost sterile environment. So for those of us who are used to presenting in meeting rooms or in sporting club halls or just in one-on-one discussions, 
council chambers can be a really daunting kind of environment. And even though my colleague knew her topic backwards, she was presenting on a program that she has co-designed and is delivering. She knows the material, but she was nervous. In fact, she was borderline petrified. Now, she was well prepared. She got her three key messages. She understood the what's in it for me. She really nailed understanding how to position this this conversation with the counsellors. She did an amazing job. But she was still really nervous. And she revealed to me after she had nailed it. She revealed to me that one of the reasons why she was so nervous was because the last time she'd presented in such a formal environment was in the family court. Now, I don't need to go into the detail because anyone who has been in family court knows the kind of conversations that go on in there. And anyone who hasn't been in family court, and thankfully I am one of those people who have not had to go through family court, But we can appreciate just how scary, confrontational, how bruising that experience can be. And in my colleague's case, it was particularly bruising. She was representing herself because this had been a long, 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 long drawn out case. And her character was being called into question. She was being interrogated heavily on the stand. And she just had to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And so she revealed to me after she had nailed this presentation in council chambers that that had been what was contributing to her fear. That is what had been contributing to her nerves. Because the decision, subconscious quite possibly back then, was formal environments are scary, when I'm interrogated, it's scary. When I'm interrogated and if I say the wrong thing, there could be really, really big consequences. And so those decisions inform her behavior. (laughs) That behavior is, I don't want to get up and speak in front of these environments. There's things at stake. If I say the wrong thing, something bad could happen. Now, as I'm saying this, and as you're listening, We all know that speaking in council chambers is not the same as speaking in the family court. But again, that model of bruises, brain, behaviour is a really useful one for us to unpack, well, yeah, I can see the history. I can see why I might be really scared. Similarly, I've also had my moments of completely and utterly stuffing up a presentation Years ago now, I was asked to deliver a keynote at um, the graduation ceremony of a local college. It was a young men's college and I had in my head this picture that it needed to be one of those rousing, inspirational and deeply moving keynote presentations to inform the young minds (laughs) of this cohort. I over-rehearsed, I over-prepared, I over I over-engineered my presentation and I completely and utterly fudged it. It was easily one of the worst presentations I felt I'd ever delivered. And so from a bruise 
brain perspective, what I told myself in that moment was, oh, you're hopeless at keynote presentations, Kat. You're hopeless. You might be good at facilitation. You might be good at small audiences. You might even be good at big audiences if you're facilitating or moderating a panel or emceeing. But if you've actually just got to stand there and deliver for 45 minutes, no, that's not your thing. That's not your thing. The behavior that that informed, I did not accept any other keynote presentation invitations for a really long time. But then one came up and I was like, well, actually, that would be a really, really good opportunity. I would like to do it. I'd like to get over my fear. I'd like to get over my concern about doing a keynote. So how did I do that? Well, the first thing I did was I actually unpacked where my fear of a keynote presentation was coming from. I went back to that fated (laughs) presentation at the boys' college and asked myself, okay, so what did you do there that didn't work? What did I do there that set me up? What did I do there that actually wasn't part of my trusted tool bag of techniques that I know work for me? And what did I do in that scenario that actually had me be so inauthentic, which is actually what threw me. I felt really authentic and I felt like I was stepping into somebody else's shoes. So unpacking all of that helped me to go, oh, okay. I can see that this wasn't about me delivering a keynote. I thought I had to put on a certain persona. I thought I needed to do a certain thing. So I unpacked all of that. The next thing that I did and this might sound a little flaky, was I had a conversation with myself. I had a conversation with myself and said, you know what, this opportunity, this keynote, it's different. This is a keynote where you are a content matter expert. You have information and insights to share that your audience will find valuable. And Kat, I said to myself, you've learned. You've you've copped a couple of bruises. They've healed. And now you can learn from them. So reflecting on those experiences, unpacking them and untangling them would be my first two tips, if you like, for rewiring that bruise brain behavior connection that you've got. And my third one, my third one is be gentle with yourself. It's okay to acknowledge that you're human. Shocking, I know, but you are. You are, I am, my colleague is, and all of those life experiences, bruises and all, contribute to who we are. So, yeah, when it comes to speaking, we seem to really hold on deeply to those bruises that we've incurred over our life whether it was a childhood experience where your teacher made a fool out of you because you stammered, whether it's actually, and that just reminded me, when I was in primary school, my year four teacher made us all stand up and deliver our times tables. I hated my times tables, hated them with a passion, and I could never do them. I couldn't stand up and deliver my times tables fast enough. So not only do I have a bruise around getting up and delivering on the spot and in a really fast way, but I also have a bruise about my times tables. Another conversation for another time. So wherever those bruises have come from, look for them, 
acknowledge them and then go, but what decision did I make in that moment in time? What was that connection between the bruise to my brain? And then how has that connection in my brain affected my behavior? And then just unpick them, just work your way backwards to unpick them. And of course, the best way to give your brain a new message or a new frame of reference so you've got new behaviors, do the behavior that'll tell your brain that you've got this under control. So as I said, look, I love this frame that I heard yesterday around bruises, brain and behavior. I just love it. And I hope that's given you an interesting frame to work from when it comes to your speaking resistance or your speaking bruises. I'd love to unpack this a bit further with you. So head over to the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group. That's Speaking with Confidence over on Facebook. And to start a new post, let me know what speaking bruises you've collected over your time. In perhaps, perhaps you've collected a fresh one just this week that you'd like to unpack. So let me know what those speaking bruises are and let's have a conversation. Let's unpack them so you can untangle that connection between the bruise, the brain and your behavior. And we can help uncover some new behaviors that will help you spread your message with a bit more confidence and with a bit more impact. Hope that's been useful. And I look forward to seeing that conversation over in the Facebook group. In the meantime, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you soon.